Hey everyone, this is George Kuros with the Innovators Mindset Podcast. I'm really glad you could join me again today. I've been listening to several other education podcasts and every time I listen, I'm just blown away by all the amazing uh, ideas, thoughts, and just the quality of these podcasts that are being shared. I just listened to Christina Tonevald, and I'm not sure if I'm saying her name right, uh, at Build Math Minds. Just amazing podcast really enjoyed listening to it and I, I'll be honest here I felt really inferior listening to the whole podcast because it's so well done the audio quality the introduction things like that but what we often see is the product but we don't necessarily see the process and I'm going to keep going through this because I know if I stick with this podcast process what will it this this specific podcast what will it sound like to me 10 years from now? And I think one of the beautiful things about creation is that if we stick through it with it, we can actually see our progress over time and we can see our own growth. And so we can get frustrated by not being where we want to be. And this is not just podcasting. This is so many facets of life, but I want to keep with it. And I think this actually kind of leads into the idea that I want to talk about today about how we inspire change in others. And the thing is with change, people often believe someone else is going to initiate this or my boss, the superintendent, the principal, whatever, is going to throw this change upon me and then things will start to change. Or sometimes even worse, with our colleagues, with our peers, we don't believe that we can actually help them see something different. But the other reality of this is we often, as especially in education, complain when outside people that have never been involved in education, that maybe are just from the government or politics or whatever, they're telling us that, well, how would they know what is necessary? They've never been in education. But then we also don't necessarily realize the, the value of the person across the hallway who can make a huge difference on us. The, the, the person that has a ton of wisdom and experience and we need to really value those people across the hallway. This is something I've really been focusing on a ton. And if you are waiting for someone else to lead change, honestly, it might not ever happen. And we often think, who am I to make a difference? Who am I to influence the person across the hallway? And I'm going to share a story with you that was a turning point for me in one facet of my life. And I'll share why it was so valuable. A little bit about me. When I first became a teacher, I was obsessed with basketball. And to be honest with you, I'm still obsessed with basketball, but I don't partake in it in the same way I used to. I used to play, I used to coach, ref. I'm more of a fan now. And I started coaching. I always wanted to be a coach. This is something I dreamed of being a kid. To be honest, I wanted to play in the NBA, but that wasn't happening. But as a backup, I wanted to coach. And I watched NBA coaches forever. You would see them yelling at referees, yelling at people. That's who I aspired to be, to be honest with you. And I also thought that's what you needed to get ahead. So I continued to follow my path in, in basketball. So as soon as I became a teacher, I started coaching. This is a dream come true for me. I was really excited about the whole process. So I started coaching really early in my, my teaching career. And just like the NBA coaches that I would watch, I would continuously yell at refs, 
yell at them, get on their case, but I was smart enough to not yell so much that I would actually continue, that I would be thrown out of a game or get a technical foul. I, I always knew what the limit was. Like, what was the point where I could just push them enough to really annoy them, but not get in trouble? And I, I know right now that that was a terrible example, but that's kind of how I thought of it. That was some of the expertise of coaching. So I was probably about a couple months into my coaching career as a high school basketball coach. And I was getting on the ref over and over again. And I remember actually watching my players doing the same thing. And so young and naive at the time myself, thinking, where are these kids learning this from? Why are they yelling at the ref? This is not their responsibility. This is mine. This is what I do. Like they're, they're, they're jeopardizing things. They're going to get in trouble. They're going to get our team in trouble. And, and what's that going to lead to? So I remember I was coaching this basketball game and getting on the ref, getting on the ref, telling my players, you need to stop getting on the ref, stop doing this. And it, there was a timeout called. And one of the referees, who was a teacher at another school, someone I greatly respect and admired, and I never taught with him, but I knew he was a teacher. He also coached football. I coached football as well. And he came over to me really calmly and he said, hey, George, I know, I know you love basketball and I can tell you, you love these kids. And I can tell these kids love you. I just want you to know this. Whether you yell at us or not, your players look up to you and you'll do what you do. What example do you want to set? And literally that moment, I never yelled at a referee ever again because I realized stubbornly that the reason the kids were yelling at the refs because I was yelling at the ref. I was setting this example. And what was really important for me when you think about that whole process, you think about that conversation, the way that the coach, the, the referee actually showed value in me first. He, he so, told me, he said, the kids love you. I know you love basketball. I know it's something you're passionate about. So he showed me that value first. And then he, he kind of shared a statement that really made me think different, that, you know, your players look up to you. And that, that was a jolt. And then he put it on my own legacy. Like, what example do you want to set? I'll tell you, like, none of us are perfect. I'm not a perfect human. And I, I don't think anyone listening to this podcast is. If you are, congratulations. But the, the reality of this is we try to be the best example, especially with our students, with our own children, as we can be. And like I said earlier, this one moment literally changed me. It was one moment. And what you have to realize, this was not, this is not my boss. This is not someone who could destroy my coaching career. This is a peer. This is a teacher. And I think that's a really important thing is that we don't believe we can have that impact on the people that are in the same positions that we are. And so here's, here's the reality is that no matter what your position is, you can influence change. It doesn't matter if it's teacher to superintendent or superintendent to teacher. The impact that you have as an educator with the wisdom and experience in your role can really make an impact on somebody else. And so I'm going to give you four strategies of things to think about when you are trying to help other people move forward to grow. And it's not that you can change people, but you can create these circumstances where change is more likely to happen. So the first example is I'm going to share, first idea I'm going to share is you always bring it back to the kids. The referee, when he was talking to me, he, he knew how passionate I was about basketball, but he knew I love these kids. He saw my interactions with them. He thought it was really important. And I would say that the majority, if not all educators, 
became educators because they want to help kids. They want to help students in their classroom. So if you can talk about whatever change you want to see and why it actually is beneficial to our students, beneficial to the people we serve, I know most educators are really focused on this. Are, are, are They want to do better for their kids. And I remember one teacher saying this specifically to me, and I thought it was really powerful. They said, you, you know, teachers are not scared of change. They're scared of spending a lot of time doing something that doesn't benefit kids. And that really was a trigger to me that a lot of times when we talk about change in education, when we talk about different things we want to succeed at or improve, we don't always talk about it in the context of here's how this will help our students. Here's how this will help our kids. So if you can always focus on that, what is this, how is this going to benefit our students? Then that will always be a good starting point. The second thing is that you model the change you want to see. That referee, when I talked to him, when I connected with him, I, I coached against him. And he was a very successful coach. He did really well. And I actually, to this day, cannot remember him yelling at anyone, not his players, his coaches, his referees, anything like that. And so he was that person. He was not asking me to do something he wasn't willing to do. He was already doing it and seeing success, to be honest with you. And I think a lot of times what we see, not only in education, but many facets of life, we have people asking us to do things that they aren't necessarily doing themselves. And the best way you can lead is through example. So just kind of keep that in mind. Am I actually asking someone to do something I am already doing? Or am I asking them to do something that I'm not willing to do myself? The next one is that you need to show that you understand the value that already exists. When that referee talked to me, he, he made sure that he knew how passionate I was about basketball, how passionate I was about coaching, how passionate I was about kids. He, he showed me value. And a lot of times when we talk to people and we try to get them to change the way that they actually think about things, it's coming from a, a deficit mindset. It's coming from, you know, talking about their weaknesses, what they're not doing. And I think a lot of times, and this is something I've really tried to grow over time in my own work, is really understanding and, and valuing that there are people that we work with that we might not agree with they might not be doing the same strategies but they're still doing really incredible things for kids it might not be just your way and i think that when i look at my schools that i had the pleasure of being a part of as either a teacher principal administrator or whatever what i learned really later in my career was there are so many people with so many different strengths that i did not have that I wanted to make sure that I valued, that I was at the early stage of my career, I was trying to get people to think like me, as opposed to saying, hey, there's things that I do that are really good that they can learn from, but there's a ton of stuff that I'm not doing that they're great at as well. And I think when you show that people that their value exists already, they will go to the ends of earth for you. But if you show them, if you can constantly you know, say they're not doing things well and just talk about all the negatives, then of course they're going to push back on any change that you want them to actually, you know, do moving forward. And so the last one is to share your stories. This story about this referee is one that I've shared many times and it makes people really think about their own experiences. What was like a, a moment in their career that they changed trajectory, but it also highlights a time where myself, I constantly try to help people grow 
and as I was talking about at the beginning of the podcast, you know, I've seen so many people that are doing really amazing things on their own podcast and we become deflated because we're like, well, I'm not there yet. But when we share the process, when we share that, yeah, I was actually, I was struggling with the same concept. I was struggling with the same idea. And you share those stories of, you know, your, your turnaround points. That really inspires others to see that you're not just, this wasn't the way you were born. This wasn't just something that you, you know, your, these things that you're doing in your classroom and your work in your learning are things that you just were just innate in you that you just did them all the time. But there is something that you learned that you struggle with. And now you're getting to a point where you're still growing and getting better. You need to really think about those stories and share the times that you needed to grow. You had a turnaround moment because I think that shows people that we, we're all in different journeys. We're all at different places in our lives, but we're all trying to move forward and get better. So the challenge that I'll give it to you this week as I want you to really think about one of the times you had a, a trajectory changing moment that is literally a single moment that you actually can think of where things changed for you that made you move forward in a really positive manner, that made you think about something that in a way that you never thought before and it actually changed your actions. And I want you to think about that story and I want you to tell it. I want you to share it. I want you to think about ways that you can share it with people that you're trying to serve, people that you're trying to help get better for kids because that's what we're all here for. So that's the challenge I'll give to you this week. I just want to share that story with you. I, I hope you have a wonderful week. I, I talk about this this this, I, this story and in Innovate Inside the Box and that's where I got it from too. And it's part of my process of learning. So thank you so much for your time. Thanks for taking uh, the time to listen to this. I hope it inspires someone to, to do something really meaningful this week or just even something to entertain you while you're in your car. But I hope you have a wonderful week. Thank you for all you do in education. Have an amazing day. It's just me, myself.